BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and as always, I want to thank you for tuning in and remind you to listen on Spotify and leave a five-star review on iTunes. I'm pretty fired up right now because we have a new Bachelor. We have reignited feuds. We have Caitlin Bristow season re-airing. And basically, I know the saying is the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder, but it should be Chris Harrison and The Bachelor producers because just when things get slow, The Bachelor role starts rolling again. And social media editor Kelly Lasky is here with me. And I know it's been a few days, but I need you to take me back to the moment when you learned that Matt James was going to be the season 25 Bachelor. So that moment was Friday. It was very recent, (laughs) but... No, I just like, it was right when I logged on, the email popped up that he was the bachelor. And I obviously, none of us were expecting that, but like so happy. I'm just really excited. I feel like for the first time in a long time, I'm excited because it's not someone we've already seen and we don't know how he, you know, he's going to be in front of the camera, how he's going to act in front of the women because we've never seen him compete before. So finally we have like a fresh face and I'm like really excited just solely for that aspect. It's not this whole like recycling. These people have already done it and tried it. Like he's a new face. Like he's ready to go. Like I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. I definitely, there's nothing like that feeling when I wake up in the morning and I look over at my phone and I see like every push notification that I ever could get from websites that I don't even read that are somehow sending me push notifications. And it's a good or bad thing. Someone is dead or some really someone had a baby or, you know, you never know. And this was Matt James is the bachelor. And I was like, excuse me, why are we making random bachelor announcements in the middle of a pandemic and a fight against racism? But you know, that was part of it because the bachelor has had a call you know, Bachelor fans are calling to The Bachelor. They want to see more diversity on the show. They wanted a Black Bachelor. There was a petition started by Batch Diversity on Instagram. They've been doing great stuff. Go check them out. And one of the main things was like, let's, you know, put your money where your mouth is and let's see a Black Bachelor. And they did just that. And I said recently, I was like, if they, ABC has been very quiet for the last couple of weeks. And if they don't do something big, people are going to be pissed. And they delivered. I mean, for those of you who don't know who Matt James is and just saw this beautiful man, first of all, let's just say, I mean, the amount of DMs, I've posted several thirst traps of Matt James on my personal Instagram, if they're ever looking for a reason to follow. And the amount of DMs I get back of people being like, thank you, or like the emojis, like it's insane. He is just universally a good looking man. That is, we can all agree on that. I know I've actually been relying on you for new Matt James content. So if you guys follow Us Weekly's Instagram, a lot of the Matt James thirst traps that I put up are straight from Sarah. So I can actually say that that's, you know, waking up on a, I don't know what day it was, Saturday morning, Sunday, and I saw that you had Matt James playing basketball shirtless on your story. I was like, all right, this is this is how this is going to be, but we'll save this for Monday to go up on Us Weekly's Instagram. I mean, listen, we have a long way to go till January, so I have to give the people what they want, and that's Matt James's TikTok. And... Let's let me just go back. So he is Tyler Cameron's best friend from Hannah Brown's season. Tyler, during his like press tour post Bachelorette, was always saying that Matt James should be the Bachelor, and everyone was like, "Who is Matt James?" Like he, Tyler, never really gave a serious interview. I feel like during that stint of time with the Gigi Hadid era and stuff, but he always was bringing up Matt James. And now we know that he was supposed to be on Claire Crawley's season of The Bachelorette, which was announced a while ago. And when that announcement came out. 
I definitely thought in the back of my mind, like they're grooming him. Like they would love to see him as the bachelor, but I never in a million years thought that they would announce it before we saw him on the show because you never know how they're going to translate on camera. Um, I'm mm-hmm. not too worried about it. I feel like they must be confident in this decision. There's also something to be said for the bachelor can kind of make anyone look a certain way on camera. So they must be confident in their ability But everything that we've heard about him has been nothing but nice. Um, I had a source tell me recently that people have nothing but nice things to say about Matt James. Everyone knew who Matt was at Wake Forest, which is where he went to college. Everyone says he's such a good guy. He's so nice. He's honestly the sweetest. So in a world where Reality Steve typically has like a list of people that have been DMing someone when they're named the leader on the show, and in a world where we're all hearing all this information about how he's charismatic, he's funny. He's goal oriented. He's charming. Producers have had their eye on him for a while. They know he's going to be a fantastic bachelor. You got to feel pretty good about what we might be getting, right? Yeah. No, it's my cousin went to Wake Forest too and has said, you know, good things about him as well. And like, I just think that, you know, we've seen the ABC food tours content. We've seen him on GMA, everything. Like, I think that he's just one of those people that is comfortable in front of the camera. Obviously, I'm sure it helps that Tyler Cameron's his best friend. They do stuff together. They do press together. I think that it's just going to be great. I have, I'm really excited about it. I, like you said, your DMs have been popping off about people talking about him. I think that it's, there's, you know, potential for there to be cat fights over this guy. Like, I really think it's kind of a similar situation as if like Tyler were to be the bachelor. Like, it's just like, I think girls are going to go crazy. I'm excited for it. I'm actually like, when I say that this is the first time I'm like really excited for a bachelor and the long time, even bachelorette, like, I just love that we're seeing something new for all of us. And it's going to be, I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, the bachelor has followed the same format for the last, for a while now, but before they were always pulling from the season before they did go rogue a few times, there was the prince from Italy, the like fake prince. There was, what's his name on now who's on Good Morning America or Jesse Palmer. He was like a football player and they took him and those, you know, relationships might not have ended well, but it was a way to keep it fresh. Like I understand their formula of you want to get to know the person and you take them and we're all tweeting blah, blah, blah for Bachelor. But I was one of the people who tweeted Peter the Pilot for Bachelor on night one and I regret that. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, it's going to be good to mix it up. And it is important to note that according to our sources, The Bachelor is did not want this to just be a direct response to the call for more diversity on the show. Um, everyone's been really vocal about it. We did a podcast about it last week. Rachel Lindsay, as I say, always says it best. She's on her own shows, um, had really good conversation with Becca Kufrin about everything going on. But something important to note is they're also calling for diversity behind the scenes, which makes sense because... We're seeing what's happening on Bravo right now. We're seeing Vanderpump Rules fall apart. And I think a huge part of that is because the whole team behind the camera was also a bunch of white people. And it's it's a cycle, right? And I think if we create diversity behind the scenes, it's going to show up on screen. So there's still work to be done there. ABC did release a statement late on Friday sort of acknowledging that. And I think that's something Rachel Lindsay really wanted because she felt like just announcing Matt James was kind of moving on and putting a Band-Aid on it. And we need to acknowledge the past to move forward. And I do agree with her for that. So I'm really hopeful that one, Matt James will be a great bachelor just in general. And two, that he's going to be an amazing first black bachelor. And it really is time. And I cannot say enough how attractive this man is. And that is really half the point of the show. And it's okay to admit that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that what's good is with them announcing this so early, they do have time to make those changes behind the scenes and to work things out and to like start. I totally get where Rachel's coming from that this does seem like, oh, like Matt James is the bachelor. Like this is solving everything. Like, no, it's not. But I think it is a a start in the right direction. And yeah, I think everything Rachel said is true and they have time to make those changes. So let's see if they happen. And maybe there will be more transparency about, you know, who is working behind the scenes. Bachelor is very, very tight lipped about who their producers are, what's going on. Like we never see any behind the scenes of actually filming. So we'll see what happens with that. I would love to see like a candid conversation between like some bachelor producers and maybe Rachel and Chris Harrison and like something, I don't know it might be too much behind the curtain, but as we see more and more reality shows, I mean, I always go back to Bravo, like housewives breaking the fourth wall and stuff. It would be 
an interesting conversation. I mean, there's probably a lot of other issues that happen on the show that we could, they could never get into, but if they kept the conversation strictly to like, how did you feel you were treated and what can we do better? And like an open workplace thing, it would be very interesting. I don't know how many people would actually care to watch because this audience, as we've said before is, you know, I think just treats this as a random reality show, but for the people who do, you know, have the guilty and the guilty pleasure and kind of want to get a little bit more information that could be interesting. Um, before we move on, we do know one that casting is already underway for Matt's season of the bachelor. They're always, it's like a revolving door with the bachelor casting. I feel like they are constantly scoping out people, finding them themselves, reading applications, but clear season is still happening. So the plan right now from everything that we have heard at us weekly is Claire's season should start filming next month in one in like a resort type situation where they won't be leaving and they won't be traveling and it will air in the fall and then Matt's season will start air, taping in the fall and air in January. So it'll get us kind of back on that bachelor schedule, putting paradise aside and all the other side things and getting the show back on. We also heard that Claire didn't know that Matt James was going rogue and was about to be named The Bachelor. I mean, in ABC's defense, apparently Matt James' mom didn't even know and he texted her to turn on GMA. So clearly they always make this decision kind of last minute, even though we said we've heard they've been talking about this for a while. I think they pulled the trigger, not usually very long before because they don't want it to leak out. Even Claire, I'm pretty sure, and found out like a few days before she was officially The Bachelorette. So I'm not shocked she didn't know. Um, She hasn't addressed it at all. And I just think that she's probably not happy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's actually funny. I think we once talked about it on this podcast was that I don't think it would have because of the drama that happened, you know, with him making, having a cameo and him being active on TikTok and kind of start sort of creating a fan base for himself. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. Like he actually, you know, Tyler Cameron's his best friend, like it's inevitable. But I think that it would have been awkward when he got out of the limo because they did have that subtle, you know, shade going on that I don't know if it would have worked between them because the awkwardness was already there before everything even started. So, you know, I think that it maybe it'll be a blessing for both of them. I don't know if it really would have worked out, like just from all the drama that went down before, like that's not a good way to start a relationship, but that could just be me. It would have been a great way to start some drama. So I'm a little upset we won't get to see for those of you who don't remember back in, I think it was March or April, it was a while ago, because it was in like right when Corona was first starting to get really bad. And Matt James was raising money from via Cameo for relief and some other charity stuff. And he was doing interviews promoting his cameo and his work. He's a co-founder of ABC Food Tours, which you mentioned. Again, we have like five things to know and basically his life story on usmagazine.com. And he has said all the right things and done all the right things and had, you know, an interesting life and seems to be on the making of a good bachelor. But Claire may send some shady tweet saying, you know, if you're already doing interviews and have a cameo, don't bother coming on my season, you know, a little bit more old school with the here for the right reasons of it all. And she denied that she was just talking about Matt, but he was the clear person she was talking about. He, on GMA, you know, said the, all the right things. He was so sad he wasn't going to get to meet Claire. That was his first instinct. Like, he's he's a smart dude. And I think that I would have loved to see them fight about it on the show. Maybe they'll have him come on, like, as a way to formally introduce him to Bachelor fans. Mm-hmm. And then they can, like, joke about it and maybe, or not joke about it, whatever they want to do. I think that could be cool. And that would make sense because there is a whole world. It's kind of crazy. I'm so into the bachelor and most of the half the reason I watch it is so I can be so caught up on what's happening on Instagram and what happened behind the scenes, because there's so much drama there, but there's a whole world of people that do not care and just watch the show and turn on ABC. So there are definitely people who don't know anything about him and don't know about all this stuff that has happened. So I'm just excited to see it. Um, Claire's season, the cast has not even been confirmed yet. I think they're probably going to keep a handful of the original cast. Probably not most of them, though, just because it doesn't really make sense. But I don't know. I would have to think Claire, she's probably really excited and trying to keep her head focused on the fact that she gets to be The Bachelorette years after she was on the show and it was like a random second chance, third chance, fourth chance, whatever you want to call it. But I bet she's a little bit like one bummed that she's had to wait this long into that now the hype is totally like on Matt James. Like the second Matt James put on that salmon blazer, like our world changed and no one cared about Claire. 
the the salmon jacket with no pants on Good Morning America. If that's like a symbol of how his season's going to go, like I'm ready. Buckle up. This is how it's going to be. 2020 has been a disaster. But the second Matt James put on that salmon jacket, like we had a ray of hope that things <laughs> might turn around. And that's how I honestly feel. And on they, for them to announce that on a Friday morning, the sun was shining outside. Like it was just good vibes only. And I'm just so ready. I'm so ready. Some people were saying, what does this mean for Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson was popular from Hannah Brown season. He was top three. He, people were calling for him to be the first black bachelor. He went on Instagram. He said, congratulations, bro. I definitely texted Matt earlier, but I also want to show him love publicly. I want to give a shout out to you guys and to ABC. They listened to us, meaning the petition and everyone calling for more diversity. I love you guys. You guys marched and I'm sent all these emails. You tagged Chris Harrison and Mike Fleiss and everybody. And I want you to give yourself a pat on the black pack your back. Your voices deserve to be heard. I've heard over the year that Mike Johnson, they just don't think would be good, a good bachelor. I can't really get into why he hasn't done anything bad. It's just, I don't think they think his personality will shine through. And um, we saw in Paradise, he kind of was in the back, like the back burner a little bit, which surprised me because I've met him in person a few times. He's been nothing but charming and sweet to me. And I don't know. I think that I'm happy he came out and was just like, don't worry about it, you guys, because we don't need it to be divided. And I think there was a huge thing with Rachel and season that the ratings weren't as good. And we don't know if it's because she was the first Black Bachelorette. You hope not, but you have to kind of think that. And it's messed up. So we need not only everyone to celebrate Matt James being The Bachelor, but we need people to watch it and not boycott because they wanted it to be Mike or wanted it to be someone else. Like show that you want to watch the show and you want to watch a person of color as the lead. So I think that that's important. And again, the salmon jacket with no pants, it's all you need to say. Yeah. And also we did get to see Mike on Paradise and... I would, if paradise was happening this year, I'm sure, you know, Mike would probably go back. So I think I would have also liked to have seen, we got to ride in a limo with Mike, I should say that. And it was really fun. He was really nice, but like we've seen him a bunch of times. So I'm all for the new, you know, seeing something new and, you know, I would have liked either. Cause I think Mike is great, but you know, you can't always get what you want. Mike, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think he has a really positive attitude. He always has. He has a book coming out, which he told me about back like a year ago when we were in Canada getting facials and now he seems to be doing well. So I'm rooting for him. I think he's a great guy. And I think that the bachelor producers are always very smart with who they pick as their lead. You know, it doesn't always work out. We'll get into Peter in a second, but it's always, they're usually pretty good at their jobs to wrap up this whole segment before we get into Caitlin Bristow's season of the bachelorette. Cause I'm sure you are on pins and needles to talk about the love of your life. Sean Booth. I just want to point out that Hannah Brown has gone from under fire to hero, saving someone from drowning. Did you see this story? I did. It's like, it's great that she did that. But it's like one of those things where I always say, it was like, when is Hannah like not going to be in the news? She just was in the right place at the right time. As you would say, maybe crisis PR. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, it's interesting because she, you know, came under fire for singing the N-word. Then everything started happening with the protests. And there was one, some people, you know, not worrying about her anymore because there was bigger things happening. And other people saying, this is your time. She came out. She did a great apology. I thought Rachel Lindsay has confirmed that her and Hannah talked offline. And, and Hannah apologized to her for kind of going rogue and not flaking out on their Instagram live they have planned and taking her time. And they talked offline, which I love to hear because I you know, you must be a little weird to have the bachelorette group chat going off and like Hannah, I'm pretty sure isn't in it. And like, there's been a few comments about that. And the bachelorettes were going to get together and make a PSA for Black Lives Matter, but they didn't want it, the story to turn into like who was left out, which it would have because people like you and I exist. And that's (laughs) unfortunately where our brain would have gone. But I'm happy to hear that they are talking offline. Rachel says she says that she feels like Hannah is trying to change and be part of an active part of the solution, which you know, you only love to hear. I think Rachel is very outspoken. And she would have said the opposite if that's how she felt. Rachel's not sugarcoating it. But yeah, she was whitewater rafting with her family and someone like flipped over. And I guess she's a really good swimmer and stepped in and saved this random man. And his girlfriend tweeted like, ha ha ha, when Hannah from The Bachelor like saves your boyfriend from drowning. And of course they got picked up and we actually talked to the girlfriend. There's a whole story on usmagazine.com. They had a great fun time afterwards you know, I, there was no press release sent out. I can confirm that. So it wasn't totally at the hands of an Olivia Pope crisis PR situation, but it is, it's interesting. You know, Hannah Brown 
she's somehow always everywhere. And she is the most recent bachelorette. Maybe it's part of it because we haven't had new people circled in and she was on Dancing with the Stars and stuff. But it should be interesting to see once we finally get even information from Claire's filming. Like we got to get someone, we should quit our jobs or stuff. Someone quit their job and go work at whatever resort they're going to have Claire's season film on and just leak us all the information because we need, we need some new names in here and we need some new drama. I'll be the bartender and, and get the tea. Yeah, that's what we need. Wells, Wells could never. <laughs> but before we move forward, we have to go back again because greatest season ever, Caitlin Bristow aired last night. We watched, I mean, the fact that there was two bachelorettes. Can we just talk about that for a second? I mean, I remember being a lot like, I don't know how long, how many years ago was this? It was 2015. Okay. So I remember even at that moment being like, this isn't right. Like, this is not okay. Obviously we know this would never fly today, but it's crazy that that was only five years ago and they were pinning two women up against each other, having men pick which one they wanted more. It actually is mind boggling to me. Let me just start by saying like, I felt so bad for Brit, but it is wild to me that that was only five years ago. I know it feels like it should have happened like it just wouldn't never probably should have happened, but it feels like it would have happened a really long time ago. And Brit is so interesting because I remember on Crystal season, she was kind of polarizing just because she's really pretty and she had a really great start, but she sort of crumbled and fell under the pressure of the like, why isn't he giving me the attention? I remember her like sitting in a pile of dirt, like crying. Like I have a vague memory. She cried a lot. And Caitlin was yeah. more of the like outspoken, like, badass, like sillier one. But then she ended up getting really into crystals and she was like devastated when they broke up too. So it, they were both choice, the classic choices. So it was like the big debate, but yeah, they would never do that now. They shouldn't do it now. It's kind of, it was, it was wild at the time and probably never should have happened. I have a bunch of updates on where they are now, but let's talk about Brit since we are obviously, she was only on the first episode. She came out a few years after this and revealed one that she's an alcoholic and two, that she was battling bulimia when she was on crystal season and would have to like hide her mic and pillows while she was making herself sick and stuff. So you have to think the everything happens for a reason plays in here where if Brit was chosen as the bachelorette, one, she probably would not have ended up with one of those men because we saw how well Caitlin was compatible with them. And two, she probably would have been horrible for her mental health and she might not be where she is now, which is married and nine months pregnant, literally about to pop any day now. Might've already had the kid because she's gone quiet on social media in the last couple of weeks. And she was due in June. You know, I did some digging on her YouTube channel <laughs> as one does. And, you know, I think that it was for the best. She's where she is supposed to be now. So it was Caitlin, even though she's not with Sean, I think it makes sense that Brit needed some time away from the spotlight. And there's also a reason why we never saw her on a paradise or something. She clearly had this moment of clarity where it's like, this is probably not great for me. Yeah. And I definitely think things could have been done a little differently. Obviously, there's a lot of guys who, you know, came there for Brit and showed interest in her. So why couldn't there have been two bachelorettes? Like all the guys are going to live in the same house. The two bachelorettes will be there, whatever. Because then I think there could have been the the opportunity for guys to, you know, switch which girl they were going for, whatever. Could have gotten really messy. But I think it was just really sad when they sent her home. I kind of forgot about her. Seeing her last night was like the first time I've seen her in a long time. I liked the naturalness of both bachelorettes. I felt like now it's just like plastic surgery city and we don't see as many girls that, you know, look like us or are relatable to us. So that was a refreshing part of watching last night. I thought Brit was stunning and I thought it was natural, but also to send her home like that, you know, the guys didn't pick you like they didn't want you. Okay, bye, put her in a car. It was kind of nice to see that Caitlin was visibly like immediately when she found out she was excited, but was like, is Brit okay? Like I thought that was nice to see because they both understood how messed up the situation was. Yeah. But yeah, I think we just need to address the fact that Caitlin had the best guys on her season. Every time it would switch the to best. someone, I'd be like, oh my God, I forgot. Like Tanner was on her season. JJ, like what the heck? I'm not saying JJ was the best. I was not a JJ fan, but I'm just saying like, I forgot about all these faces and the JJ Clint situation. Like it was all coming back to me. Like last night I was obviously texting you, but I was just so happy watching it. I felt like it was like OG Bachelor. It was a little bit different. And I also said this to you last night that Caitlin recently, like, I just feel like I don't really vibe with, you know, her 
kind of who she's become on her podcast. And she's just a little different than what she was. And watching last night, I was like, wait, she was so good at being the bachelorette, her reactions to things like when that guy gave her the picture of Chris Harrison, like on a unicorn, the drawing. And before he unveiled it, he was like, listen, I hope this doesn't offend you. I was like, where's this going? And her reaction is just so good. Like, I feel like she made everyone feel good and made, even there were some weirdos and she kind of like was willing to, to get to know them. I just really liked her. And I just feel like she's a little different now. I'm trying to say this in the nicest way possible, but I miss Caitlin when she was the bachelorette. Yeah. I think Caitlin was an amazing bachelorette. She was very authentic. She did have an amazing group of guys. And I think a big part of that was because 2015 was sort of maybe a time when it was not socially acceptable, but like a little bit more the bachelorette and the bachelor was like getting to be really mainstream again. And there was a little bit more of like a normal quote unquote guy going on reality TV. I feel like it was less taboo, but then it was also right before it became like Instagram influencer city, like right on the border of that. So you Mm -hmm. had like really nice, genuine guys who were kind of just like, what do we do? We don't like our jobs and we want to try something else. So let's take a break and go on the bachelor. Like the girl's cool but there was only one season of paradise and it wasn't like what it is now. So you didn't know if you were actually going to get fame out of it. And Instagram, like that's it. Fun boxes were just starting and stuff like that. So it was just right. The delicate balance of potentially maybe this could be like a new career for me or just a break from my nine to five job that I hate. And maybe I'll get a girlfriend and maybe I'll get some sort of, you know, entertainment career out of it, but like probably nothing crazy. Like I'm going to end up on famously single on E I'm not going to be having a million followers. So it was just like the perfect balance, I feel like. But yeah, I mean, Ben Z, the one that got away for all of us. I know. He's so attractive. I was like, we've been sitting on this guy for like a while now. Like, obviously now he's got his whole life and everything, but he was attractive guy. Like Ben Higgins is on this season. We both met Ben before. He's really, really nice and cool and attractive. And it's just, she really had some good guys. I'm not, we don't need to start talking about Sean yet because I don't want to go on a tangent, but she had such good guys and just seeing them all there. I was like, you know, I feel for her and and how she was, you know, managed to get through all of that because they all came out and they were some really good options. Yeah. We know now Ben Z who people wanted to be the bachelor at the time, but it was the Ben H was just such a clear choice, but I'm kind of surprised I guess he stayed out of the spotlight a little bit, but if he went on Paradise or something, I wonder if we would have gotten him before like Nick Vile or something, because he was definitely really popular. He ended up on Paradise in season four, was there for like a couple of weeks and was not, he was not into it. And now he's engaged. He was actually supposed to be getting married like right around now, but his wedding was postponed for Corona. It was on his wedding website. He has a really pretty dental hygienist, fiance, Stacy. <laughs> we ship, we approve. Happy for Ben, ben Z. Ben H, obviously, his whole like unlovable storyline, I totally forgot about that. Oh, yeah. It makes me laugh because now we know. Like he's, I mean, you never know what people are going through, but he just, you look at him and he seems like the most lovable human ever. He's obviously engaged. Um, he went on to be The Bachelor. Him and Lauren Bushnell broke up a couple years ago and he's engaged to Jess Clark. Let's talk about Jared for a second because Jared is obviously now married to Ashley I. I didn't realize him and Caitlin, like, I forgot he went so far. I remember him much more from Paradise. I don't really remember him from Caitlin's season. I knew that's where he was from. But Ashley, I, and Jared watched. And, you know, she was making little side comments. Like, why don't you hold my face when you kiss me? And her mom was there. And I guess her mom was had a few glasses of wine, according to Ashley. And she said she was creeped out by watching it. And then we saw their interview together and I've interviewed Ashley and Jared and they seemed very comfortable with each other. Very normal, like most like normal couple, like totally in sync. I don't know what happened last night, but their interview was the most uncomfortable thing I've watched on TV in a while. Yes. And I, I immediately texted you as I was watching it because I knew that you'd have the same thought process. It was hard not to look at Ashley during the interview because she cannot hide her emotions. Like you see it all over her face. She was smiling, but not. It was like very forced. And it was like, oh my God, I'm just going to smile through this. My thing with it is that like, listen, Caitlin and Jared's love story, I'll put that in quotes. 
happened before all everything with them. So I don't really, I can't really see her getting like mad about it. Like, I just don't really think that's fair. It happened like before her time, but also like Chris Harrison was asking some very hard hitting with his wife to be sitting right there. Yeah. He was stirring the pot. He was doing a great job. Like I was here for, I feel like nothing was being sugar coated last night, which is great. We want the, the real, real, you know what I mean? But watching Ashley, like I was like, all right, this is a little uncomfortable and I want it to stop. And the funny thing too, is my dad was watching with us and he's, he's one of those people that's like, Oh, I'm not going to watch the bachelor, but he's always in the room when it's airing. And so, yeah, he's obviously watching it. And he was like, wait, she ended up with this guy. She was the one that cried so much. And it was such a pure, like cute comment, but it's kind of true. If you think about Ashley and Jared's like whole saga, it's pretty wild that she actually got the guy, but true real bachelor fans know like what we're referring to and their whole saga. I remember being at work at my old desk at our office that we have not been to in forever when the like YouTube video came out that Ashley put out saying like telling their whole story of how they were dating now. And I like screamed, I was like, is this cannot be real? Like, and everyone was treating like Ashley eyes proof that like the crazy girl does get the guy, like the whole thing. I think that they're, you know, definitely probably in a really good place. I think the interview was just awkward. And it, it part of it was awkward was because Jared like kept looking at her I think because he didn't want to like upset her, but she was like, it's fine. And then it just got weirder and weirder the more it like turned in. And, and then Chris Harrison was stirring the pot. Like it just, it turned into something it didn't need to be. And I bet like they cringed watching it too. Like, I don't think they're actually fighting about Caitlin Bristow. Five, they're all friends with her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anyone's actually worried, but it was truly uncomfortable. And I just, I don't know. I, it was one of the more uncomfortable things I've watched in a while, but I am sure they're actually, you know, doing fine. But speaking of people watching it, did you see Caitlin Bristow was watching with Jason Tardick, her current boyfriend's mom? Yeah, Caitlin's reaction to Jared was actually really funny. You sent it to us. It was like, you know, remember Jared that time that you picked Brit over me or something like that? Yeah, she I think voted that- for Brit to be the bachelorette, apparently. Yeah, and they thought that was funny. But just seeing Sean and Caitlin's like love story unfold and like their really cute moments. I don't, I, oh my God, I would, I feel like it would bring back feelings if, if I was her and like seeing it there, my heart was just like so full last night and I can't imagine it not being hard to watch. I know that Caitlin probably, I know. I just love Sean. So they were like my bachelor King and queen, you know that. So just seeing it again, Yes, that's why that's why Sarah asked me to come on today, literally. But yeah, I just it has to have been uncomfortable. And I don't care what anyone says if she was like, things are amazing with Jason now and whatever. Seeing that like, they claimed they had love at first sight. So having to watch it back had to have been a little uncomfortable. I'm sure it was weird. She had Jason's mom with her. I'm sure she's just watching it and like thinking it like it's another life. And something along those lines. I don't know, but they were taking fireball shots. Jason and his dad were in the other room and they were like popping in. She was with his mom. She revealed a few little tidbits on Instagram. Um, She confirmed that she and Sean have not talked specifically about the season airing, but I don't think much since their November 2018 official breakup. I think they were on the rocks before then, but it confirmed it then. She also said that her and Jason have talked wedding rings and engagement rings and that Ian, who was the one who like (laughs) tried to call her out and said she was just there to make out with people, um, actually wrote her a lot of love letters that we didn't see on the show and like came on really strong. And then the second he kind of picked up that she was not really feeling that, that's why he like turns the narrative on her and was like, well, you're just here to make out with people. So I thought that was interesting because, you know, she probably, there's probably still so much we don't even know about what happened, even rewatching it now and five years later. And I'm sure she wants to shout some of it from the rooftops, but those were some of the little tidbits she gave. Obviously, few quick notes. Clint and JJ are are friends now. Clint was at JJ's wedding in February. So they made amends after their falling out on the show, which was very funny to watch. Also something that could never fly now. Them like sort of trying to imply that they were like gay lovers and like make it a joke. I feel like that would not fly in 2020 on the show. The moment JJ stood up from his commentary session and slapped himself in the face, I completely forgot about that. I was dying. I don't, I know that was was really funny, a moment of weakness for him because I just feel like he cared so much more about his friendship with Clint, which is actually kind of cute. But like the slap across the face, like I can't, like it was just too good. It was too good. He dated Julia for a hot minute. 
from Bachelor in Paradise, but he is now married to a woman named Kayla and they live in Denver. They seem happy. Most of the guys on Caitlyn's season are taken, married, engaged, or with long-term girlfriends besides Nick Vile and Sean Booth, our top two, which is just a little interesting little note. Nick Vile's glow up is probably one of the most inspiring things that have ever happened in Bachelor Nation. <laughs> we first met Nick in 2014 on Andy Dorfman's season. He was top two, lost to Josh. We saw again last night that he crashed Caitlin's season, showed up at a casting because he knew she was going to be there, thanks to Ashley I. And they had a sort of relationship beforehand where they were like DMing, and, or I don't even know if it was DM then. It was probably like email and Twitter DMs. Instant and, messenger. Yeah, literally. Um, and he said to Caitlin, you know, give me a sign on Jimmy Kimmel if you're the bachelorette. And it, the sign was supposed to be like touching her lips or whatever. And she did it. And so he, you know, found a way and he showed up on the show. And then obviously she asked him to join the show, which was like such a drama at the time. And it was, it just made me, it just was such a good season for that reason. Cause it started off so strong with all the great guys. And then it was clear though. I remember thinking, oh, Sean, Booth has got this. Like it was, Mm -hmm. she had great guys, but their connection was very strong and you could tell. Then Nick shows up and it's just all the unknown of like, what were they saying before? Like now you always kind of think people are talking beforehand and what do we know? But that was one of the first times where it was like, oh, who's talking on the side and all this stuff was coming out. Like now it's a typical storyline on Paradise or anything like that. But that was one of the first times it was like a pre-established relationship. And we Mm -hmm. knew Nick and Nick was like, kind of a villain and, and not in a traditional sense in a sense that I guess like the guys all felt threatened by him and on Andy season two they didn't necessarily love him but they knew the lead did but it wasn't like he was the classic villain who was stirring the pot on purpose or there for the wrong reasons like he's they were all just so intimidated by the women's feelings for him like both Andy and Caitlin made weird comments on their seasons about how Nick made them feel like a woman and I <laughs> never forgot that I never forgot that and even meeting Nick Lyle, I was just like in the back of my mind I it's it's always what pops up. And I think he is better looking in person. He's better looking now, 100%. But he's also better looking in person, I think, than he is in some of his thirst traps. But I mean, just the whole thing. Like when he walked into the room, you could like feel the tension like it was 2015 again. Oh, yeah. I When he was on your podcast episode, I was like, oh, I'll come for this too. And Nick walked into the room. We were like, like it was like, definitely, I've never been a fan of him. But then when he came into the podcast, I was like, okay, I think I can understand why some girls might be like drawn to him or mesmerized by him because you can't really tell if he's like nice or mean, but then he is, I don't know if he just speaks in fluent sarcasm or like his bluntness, but I remember him leaving and us both being like, wait, he's actually like really attractive. Like it just, maybe all it took was seeing him in person. Yeah. I never knew interviewing him is so interesting because you don't know if he's like joking with you or at you. But I also think he's like, is a genuinely nice person. And you can tell he's listening to you and giving you thoughtful answers, but it's also such, maybe it's because it's such a silly topic that it's always like kind of goes to be whatever. I don't know. He's definitely like an an interesting one confirmed via Instagram last night. He no longer has those weird bracelets he was wearing, which was good to hear because I was very concerned and I immediately asked him and he said he regrets the bracelets. So some exclusive tea right there. Hashtag journalism. Sarah yeah, Heron's exactly. always on the job. Always. Never off the clock. <laughs> One thing I wanted to say is, do you think Caitlin and Nick, there's two potential scenarios, sliding door scenarios. One, if Britt was chosen to be the bachelorette, I guarantee you Caitlin would have left and gone to be with Nick because they were like talking before. And two, would Nick and Caitlin have had any sort of shot if she did pick him? Like, I don't think they would have ended up together, but I wonder what that relationship would have looked like because in two different scenarios, they almost dated seriously I actually never had that thought like I remember thinking because her connection with Sean was so he immediately was like went up to her and was like I came here for you and she was like "Ooh, like whatever then they talked they had great moments together I always said if the guys ended up picking Brit that she should just leave with Sean like I don't know I had always thought that and I know Nick wasn't in the picture yet and I know we didn't really know Nick was in the picture yet she probably would have gone and done that. But like, we also don't know how strong their connection was via whatever DM was at that point. Like, we also don't know how deep they got into it, like how often they talked, you know, did they FaceTime? We don't really know that. So I'm not sure she would have gone back to that. It's weird to think about just the simple 
choosing of one girl over the other changed the whole path of Bachelor Nation. Yeah, it really did. But let's talk about Caitlin and Sean. We obviously, we didn't see their proposal last night, which I'm going to play. I recently talked to Sean Lowe yesterday. We were talking about a lot of like his partnership with Gillette and his kids and stuff. So it wasn't mainly Bachelor. So I'm just going to play like a snippet of it at the end of this. But he said something interesting to me was that he talked to the producers before his season aired to make sure it was going to be done in like a respectful way, like this most recent go around because he is married now and you know, all that stuff. So I wonder if they talked to the leads of the people they were airing and if they asked them like, are you comfortable if we re-air like everything? Is there anything you want us to leave out? Did they not talk to Caitlin at all? Did they only talk to Sean because Sean went to them? Are they going to air any of the proposals that were the engagement didn't work out? Cause that seems kind of silly. Like it's, I understand she's, you know, in a committed relationship right now. They're not together. It would be weird. But like, why show us the whole thing and then not give us like what actually happened in the end? It's on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Like you could search it if you really wanted to. It could totally be a respect thing. But at the same time, I've never really thought Bachelor had ever cared about that. Like, right. it's more of like, you know what? It's all about ratings, 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 like tea, you know, let's get people talking. So I don't know if, Sean Lowe planted a seed in their head with that. I don't know. I like, we got all the way. That was like a three hour special. Like the least you could do is show us their proposal of like their final love story. But maybe Sean Booth did have a say in it. Who knows how much he even talks to the franchise. Like we don't really know that much about his life besides for his gym. We don't really know that much. It drives me crazy, honestly. (laughs) I know I was stalking him so hard over the weekend when I was doing the where are they now situation. And I'm sure they asked him if he wanted to do interviews because they, you know, are asking all the main, the people. And I'm sure he declined, which is interesting. I'm kind of surprised. I also saw when I was looking him up this weekend that Nick Vile claimed in November of this past year that Sean wanted to be on Paradise season six and there was like talks about it and it didn't work out. Sean never confirmed or denied. So I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I would have a hard time. Part of me is like, yeah, go for it. Like you should like get like, why would you not take advantage of the show? Like everyone around you has. But then another part of me is like, why if he can't even go on an interview special and talk about it, or if he doesn't ever really give in to any of the other classic bachelor stuff, why would he want to go back on that show? You know what I mean? So I, he's, he's in a mystery. Yeah, I didn't buy that. I just do not see him as going back on Paradise. You know, like he's kind of thriving right now, has been with the gym. You know, he has like a good thing going. I'm sure it's not hard to like meet girls or girls probably come to him all the time. Who knows if it's like the right one, but I just don't see him going on Paradise. I feel like he's so past that, not just about his age. Picturing Sean Booth and like Hannah Ann being in the same space and like competing. Like I just don't see it. I just feel like they're so different you know maybe it is age in my mind I don't know what it is but I can't really picture it I I don't know I don't think he long story short I don't think he really needs to go on BIP yeah I think it might end up being like a Ben Z situation where if he showed up a few years later it's like just a different show and a different formula but then you see someone like Chris Bukowski who like I mean him and Katie aren't together anymore but he like had like a good run on Paradise last year so I think it really just depends on if you meet someone you actually genuinely like. But yeah, I was really surprised. They showed us the Nick Caitlin whole proposal, but they didn't show us the Sean Caitlin proposal. Maybe it's because Sean didn't do interviews and they didn't feel like it was necessary to, because they didn't get his side of the story. Because on Sean Lowe's season, they showed us the Lindsay breakup and the Catherine proposal, but they also had a check-in with Lindsay and obviously with Catherine and Sean. So maybe it goes back to since they didn't have Sean's side of the story, they didn't feel like it was necessary to share. I'm going to be paying very close attention next week when they do Ben Higgins, if we see the Lauren Bushnell proposal. Yeah, that's actually a great point. If you don't see it, then you'll kind of know that maybe Bachelor is adding a respect factor into their recap special. I'm not really sure. But yeah, that's that's going to be a good one, actually. I actually have been enjoying these greatest season ever things. I think they're fun to watch. One thing I can't handle, though, is Chris Harrison pretending like we all don't know, one, how it ends, and two, where the people are now. Like, especially the lead. Like, yeah, if you gave us some of this stuff I had to dig to find, some of these people have private Instagrams, surprisingly, and I had to request them. But most of them are very active, and you know exactly what they're doing. So Chris Harrison being like, well, who is going to, you know, or even last week when he was like, who is Peter quarantining with? Like, we already know. So we need to, like, Maybe we progress that narrative. It's, it's a weird thing. But before we go, I do want to get into the Hannah Ann Madison interview and Kelly's response. What, what did you think of last night they had Hannah Ann and 
Madison do like a quick joint Zoom with Chris Harrison, like I guess an update on where they are now. And obviously it was all questions about Peter. It was pretty awkward. Yeah. Can I just start off by saying when Chris Harrison again was actually like the fact that he name dropped Barb asks her like, I I always just want to know like Madison, tell us how you really feel about Barb. And that's kind of what Chris was doing. And she was like, no hard feelings. And Chris was like, you, there are definitely some hard feelings there. So she was just saying what she, she was saying the right thing, not trying to ruffle any feathers, didn't want to be in any websites or any blogs. But I saw like, again, sides of Hannah Ann that like, I wish I had seen in the season. I know we say that all the time. She became vocal, like after everything was already done, I felt like she was, she wasn't all fully there, like when she was actually competing on The Bachelor. And then in these post bachelor interviews that we continue to see we see this savage personality i love her me too and i feel like during the season i kind of gave her a hard time because we didn't really get that much from her but she was you know making her way to the end and i was like we don't even really know this girl she hasn't really said that much and then now her savagery like i'm here for it and i think she has a bachelor career ahead of her i think she's doing like 100 percent yeah isn't if whatever it just I guess depends on when their filming schedule gets back on track but there's a hundred percent chance we're going to see her on paradise or even as a bachelorette down the line like she and she's definitely being smart about it and probably keeping her options open she said her dms were open like she's so more more transparent madison is just too boring she's too nice like i can't be bothered congrats on taking the high road i don't want to watch that but chris harrison of course was to ask them he asked them the classic questions but then he threw in like if peter came calling back to you what would you say and I was like, oh my God, like knowing that Peter and Kelly are in a committed relationship, like that's kind of a shady thing to ask Chris Harrison. And Kelly clearly thought the same because she took to Instagram and she has a typo. So she really was fired up. She couldn't even wait to proofread herself. She goes, quote, why are these disrespectful questions still been asked? The past is the past. Let's let everyone move on in peace. Which part of me understands, but also Kelly. It's been like two months. Like you have to, we're still allowed to be like, what the hell happened? Like, it's not like it's been a year and you're married. Like this is still kind of fresh and weird. Yeah. It's not like there's like a ring on her finger and they're getting married and they're settling down or whatever. They're still going cray cray on Instagram with these like professional filmed like Miami videos and they're travel vloggers now, I guess. Yeah. And they're the ones that are, you know, like generating their own buzz. So she, I feel for her, but at the same time, it's like, listen, this is what you signed up for. Like, it's as simple as that. It will, it's what comes with the territory now. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised she, she's, cause she's the take the high road person too. She has been up until this point, but I guess, you know, everybody hits their breaking limit and I'm always down for a little pot stirring, but to Hannah Ann and Madison, their social media activity continues to show like the exact, the same stuff over and over again, because just this past weekend, someone asked Madison, they were both doing like Q and A's and on Madison's, it was like, what do you want in a guy? And she said, must love Jesus, love people can lead himself, passionate, ambitious, bonus, tall, handsome, athletic, which my mind immediately went to Colton. Like they are clearly a match made in heaven, even oh though God, he's been right. in Huntington beach where Cassie lives. Apparently, I think People Magazine reported that they're not back together. They're just really making an effort to stay friends. And since Colton's back in LA, they're like hanging out. That's just going to end horribly. Like clearly I think Colton is still more into Cassie than, and he probably didn't want to break up and she pulled the trigger and they want to stay friends. Like, sure, that's going to end well. But I think he honestly should be with Madison. That's my new theory. But then the same day, Hannah Ann was doing an Instagram Q&A about what to get her dad for Father's Day. And she literally reposted someone who wrote, get him a picture of you telling Pete he's not a man. After the season, he would love that. Yeah. So I feel like if Hannah Ann that was on the season would never have posted that to her story, but the new savage Hannah Ann is just like, doesn't care. Like we got to meet her and we got to hang out with her. I'm like, I really want to. Maybe she would be good with Matt James. Yeah. I think that she has like some spunk to her that like we didn't get to see. So also, I just want to say one thing about Chris Harrison. It's been on my mind. This is one of the biggest shows in America, and we couldn't get him a bigger monitor than that little screen that he was talking into the whole episode. It was driving me and my brother nuts. Um, it was like a little computer that I felt like I we used in middle school, like in the middle school computer lab. Like I just was like, yeah. this is The Bachelor. Let's get him a big screen you know, monitor for him to conduct all of these interviews. Also interesting, we saw his son. He's like his producer, his cameraman. Like we saw that too. 
Yeah. It's a little awkward, but I'm not going to get into that. It's always weird to see like Chris Harrison, like not just the whole, like outside the mansion. Like he has, like, he's a real person. He feels like he just like lives there. Like he's like a teacher, like seeing a teacher walk on like in Mean Girls. When you see a teacher outside of school, it's like seeing a dog walk on its hind legs. It's like Chris Harrison in his home. <laughs> and I felt I actually, my brother said this, but his like decor was very bachelor mansion vibes. And I just couldn't help but wonder like, is he's he in like the the office that he has like in the bachelor mansion that with all this decor and everything obviously we know he's not there but it just his his furniture literally looked like it was straight out of the mansion and i was like i wonder how much his life actually revolves around this show but to the point where now his home almost looks like the bachelor nation that could just be me but those are just some observations i made last night i love that they might have maybe tried to make it look that way of course his book his Time oh, I in, saw in that. Fiction author was very much on. I mean, a fiction author was on display, which made me laugh. I actually bought that book once for someone, like as a joke. I sent it to them. So you're welcome, Chris Harrison. If you're a bachelor person, a bachelor bachelorette person, and you release a book, Sarah will read it. I just want to say that out there that if you're scared that no one's going to read your book, just know that Sarah will make the time to read it, even on a weekend, and probably pay for it, even when I could get it for free. And we'll turn off all of her shows that she keeps up with to read a book. I've, I've heard about this many times with various different books. So just letting Bachelor Nation know if you release a book, Sarah, Sarah will read it. So just know that. It's my job. It's my job, Kelly. Well, before Mm -hmm. I play a little snippet of Sean Lowe, just to end us off, is there anything else you wanted to say to the love of your life, Sean B, or how you felt about watching all of that? Um, I think it's worth noting that yesterday he teased the fact that he had a new relationship in his life. I'm pretty sure he used the word relationship. We straight off the bat knew that it was going to be a dog just because Tucker was such a prominent like figure in his life. And it also would be very off brand for him to announce that he's in a relationship one and also make that announcement on Instagram. It's just not him. He's very like private person, but he did get a new puppy posted a really adorable video on Instagram of him going to get the puppy and like, Walter is the dog's name. Really, really cute. I'm happy for him. It was very predictable. Just going to say that. But I just wish the best for him. I think that he's just like the cream of the crop of Bachelor Nation. I I think that he was a rare person that they got. Um, And I think it's also very attractive that he's not just like drawn to keep going back on Bachelor and keep talking about it. I think he he doesn't forget that that's where he got his success from. He doesn't forget it. And he's not going to not talk about it. But you know, I just wish the best for him. And I know there's like a right girl out there for him. Um, I don't think it's going to be an Instagram thought. I hope it's not either. I hope that he finds a nice, wholesome girl. And I think that there's definitely one out there for him. Yeah. I mean, I'm always fascinated in the fact that Caitlin and Sean both live in Nashville and the fact that I'm sure they have mutual friends and run, run into each other. I don't know if they ever have, but I just want every time someone's interviewing Caitlin, I always am like, ask if she runs into Sean in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> we can't bring up this narrative, but it's a narrative that I will not let go of until I get better answers. But yeah, I don't know there. It, it, it was a sad one for sure. I did an Instagram poll. A lot of people voted that it was their, their saddest breakup. But I, I think it's interesting that Nick and Sean are both not taken at this point. And I'm kind of surprised by that. But Caitlin and Jason, I'm sure will get married. They seem very much on the same page. Also, it was announced at the end of last night's episode that she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, which was a big deal because she previously claimed that Mike Fleiss wouldn't let her go on the show and that she was offered the show and that he hates women and wouldn't let her go on the show, even though Trista and Melissa Rycroft were both on Dancing with the Stars before her. There was definitely a big lull of Bachelorettes being on the show um, before Hannah Brown just won the mirror ball. He, I'm pretty sure a certain ABC people have fired back and said they wanted Nick Vile and not Caitlyn. So there, it was messy, um, but I, she was a dancer before. So I think it's nice that she's going to get to be on the show. I don't know when Dancing with the Stars is going to come back, but... Um, it also was a good way to get people talking about it because I truly forgot Dancing with the Stars was even a thing until they brought it up again last night. So keep it in the ABC family. Happy for her. She seems to have it all together. So, you know, even though watching it was probably weird, you probably you'd want to watch it as her with a boyfriend, potential engagement coming soon, now a new job. Like, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing just fine. All right. Well, here is a little snippet of Sean Lowe um, before I let you guys go. You have three little ones running around right now. What have you guys learned with Mia's five months old now, right? So what are, what are the latest yeah. milestones? What have you learned? Uh, latest milestones with Mia. You know, she's a super happy baby. We've known that from the beginning. She just smiles and laughs all the time. 
far as milestones go, you know, she's starting to eat some baby food now and she can sit up if you assist her a little bit. But you can just tell she's becoming more and more aware of her surroundings. Her eyes will just follow you around the room wherever you go. When you walk into the room, her eyes light up. So it's fun. It's, It's fun to realize what she's learning at such a young age and then to think about how she's going to continue to transform into this, this little kid over the next six or 12 months or so. And how are Samuel and Isaiah adjusting to being big brothers? Uh, it was a really easy adjustment. They both love her so much. The only thing that they get in trouble for is if like, they love on her too much. And they just constantly want to give her kisses. So sometimes I just have to tell them, like, guys, you got to give her some air. She cannot breathe. Like, stop, stop kissing her for a minute. But, I guess uh, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really gentle with her. They love her very much, and uh, yeah, it's it's been such a smooth transition. So we're really thankful for that. I mean, you guys previously told us that Catherine's third pregnancy might have been a little sooner than planned. So are you hoping for a fourth? Are you planning for more? Are you seeing what happens? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the million dollar question. You know, we we've talked about adopting a fourth child, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we're done having biological children. I kind of hope that we are, uh, because I think if we do end up adopting four kids, it's a lot of kids. I, I don't think I would want more than four. So it's, it's, to answer your question, it's still up in the air. And uh, I imagine Catherine will make the ultimate decision, as I will <laughs> just defer to her. Oh, my God. I mean, your kids are just so cute. You want to keep popping them up. <laughs> at some point I would like to get out of diaper, so that would be nice. That's fair. I saw you guys, you know, obviously they just re-aired your season of The Bachelor, you guys watched. Was there anything that either surprised you or that you were like couldn't believe you were even watching this all over again? You know, it, it was really just kind of a fun trip down memory lane. Sometimes it doesn't even feel real. Uh Catherine and I have such a normal marriage. We have to stop and remind ourselves, hey, we met on a TV show, which sound absurd because we're so fairly normal living normal life down here in Dallas. But there was nothing that really surprised me. I think The Bachelor did a great job of putting it all together in a three-hour format. I think they were pretty darn respectful, too. And I, I had talked to the producers beforehand and just said, hey, you know, obviously I'm married now, so let's just keep it respectful. And I think they did a great job honoring that. And yeah, we, we enjoyed watching it and had a good time doing so. Yeah, is there anyone that would surprise people to know that you guys are still in touch with? I know Catherine talks to some of the girls. Yeah, I, I don't know if it would surprise anyone as far as keeping up with people in, in kind of Bachelor Nation. I talk to Ari every once in a while, and uh, I probably talk to Chris Harrison the most. But yeah, she she keeps up with a lot of the girls that were on my season. I think Catherine has actually told us before that she would love to have the show edited and just take everyone else out to show the kids one day. Is that still the plan? She had it done. She did? Yeah, I think she put that out uh, on the internet, Instagram or Twitter or something like that. And someone responded, someone who does video editing and said, I'd be happy to do it for you. So yeah, they they took the entire season and just made it about me and Catherine. And uh, that's really, really cool. So when the time comes and our kids get curious about how mommy and daddy met, we can show them that nice, clean version that doesn't involve any other women. Wow, that is actually really cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. What about just, I mean, obviously your kids are young, but you guys seem to be such a tight-knit family. Your Instagram is so funny. You guys are always joking around and stuff. How did you get to develop such a close bond with your family and keep that going? How did we develop a close bond? Or how do you, you know, keep that bond from growing and staying so so tight and family-friendly? Um, you know, I think that I had a great example growing up, being raised by my two parents. My dad is such a jokester. My mom puts up with his jokes. But I grew up in a house that was just full of love and laughter. And Catherine and I said that's what we wanted from day one before we ever had kids. And so that's really what each day is all about. You know, we just, we love having a good time. Catherine is my best friend. We we love joking around with the kids and playing with them and making them happy. And, you know, all these things, because we know how influential your childhood is on, on any person. So we want to give our children the best childhood as possible. And, and I, I think we're doing a, a pretty good job. I love that. And Catherine had a really beautiful post also about uh, rewatching the show and the diversity and your love story. So hopefully it'll be great to see more diversity on the show. Absolutely. I, I think going forward, hopefully the bachelor will make a concerted effort to uh, do so. 
And um, anything else you want to say about your partnership with Gillette or Father's Day before I let you go? Just really proud and excited to be partnered with Gillette. And uh, hopefully there's a lot of new dads out there that will do this uh, baby face challenge with me and have a nice clean shave for their babies. Does Catherine prefer clean shave Sean or scruffy Sean? You know, I think she prefers clean. She tells me she doesn't care, but I, I don't really believe her because I, was, <laughs> I threw out a beard once and she kept urging me to, to shave it. So I, I think she wants clean cut Sean. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons. I am your host, Sarah Heron. Follow me on Instagram and reminder to listen on Spotify and leave a five-star review on iTunes. We will see you next week.